I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So please, no flash photography and please unwrap your candy now. Hype up. Hype up. We're going to hype up. We're going we're gonna to cure me from the outside. Claire's a little sicky poo today. I'm a little sicky poo. So let me just tell you what the doctor said to me because it was the craziest thing I've ever heard. Not that I've ever heard, but like, eh, it was pretty crazy. It's up there. It's up there. Hold on, I'm going to scoot in. Okay, Scooch. so yeah, it's up there. So I was babysitting last Friday night and I could feel a little tickle in my throat. And I was like, oh no, here it comes. And, which side note, while I was babysitting, the Rockefeller tree came driving up Columbus Avenue and it was crazy. Really? I've never, I've never felt the, the cheer. That's so, so cool. Quickly. Yeah. So anyway, back to what I was talking about. I felt this tickle in my throat. I woke up the next morning. It was really bad. I like swallowing really, really hurt. So I went to urgent care and the doctor asked me about my symptoms, but I had no pressure in my head. It was like just my throat. And she was like, huh, have you ever had these symptoms before? I was like, well, actually, like, a few weeks back, like, six or eight weeks back, I was in Canada, and I got sick while I was there, and I felt like it was because of the turn of the cold, so maybe that's what this is. She goes, oh, huh, and did you go to the doctor in Canada? I was like, no, I'm not going (laughs) to go to the doctor in a foreign country that won't accept my American insurance, like... I don't even know where to go there. They don't have urgent care in Canada, first off. No? No, it's like part of community centers. Like their version of the YMCA might have a doctor on staff. Sure. But if you have any medical needs, you have to go to a private practice or the ER. Those are the only options. Yeah. And you have to be a Canadian citizen to do the private practice thing. But my situation wasn't an emergency. I didn't want to like waste time at an ER. Yeah. You know, like they need to help people who are like dying. So, hmm. Excuse me while I drink my tea. Ian made me tea. He's such a good provider. Thanks. He is. So I tell this to the doctor. My strep test comes back negative. And she's like, okay, so here's the deal. Since it's not strep and you're coughing, I have a feeling that you never got better from the last time. It's that you just came back to America where it was warmer and this sickness has been dormant in your lungs. Oof. And I was like, I'm sorry, What? And she was like, I don't normally prescribe antibiotics, but I think this is too far gone. She was like, I think you've been sick this whole time and couldn't feel it. And I was like, okay, cool. And she was like, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to prescribe you the antibiotics because you're going to need them no matter what. But I want you to try. She said the same thing to me that the fucking Canadian pharmacist said to me. Try to flush it out with a sinus rinse first. And I was like, no. No. So anyway, I told her I was going to wait to take the antibiotics, but I didn't. I went home that morning, took the antibiotics, was immediately not contagious. And then I got to go see my friend Saturday night because I'm not going to try and get anyone else sick. No. And sorry to those guys that I kissed when I didn't know that I was sick. Bummer. There's just so many guys out there with a dormant cold now. Apparently. There's two of them. So sorry, guys. Sorry. Look out, New York. Um, look out, New York. Claire is a kissing machine. Can I tell you, though, the only reason that's not the craziest thing I've ever heard is because that happened to me a couple years back. Oh, my God. Thank God. Because every person I've told this to was like, what? I didn't know that could happen. Yeah, no. Um, I was just like regular kind of like sick. Uh-huh. It went away. And then it like came back pretty soon after. 
and at the time I was still like with my parents. I was still with my like the family practitioner in Jersey. Okay. And so I went back and she was like, you're like a step away from walking pneumonia. We need to get you on antibiotics now. What? Yeah, because I explained the, the same thing. What is walking pneumonia? I don't is fully know. Is it pneumonia where you can walk around? It's not like bedridden pneumonia? Because that's what I, I always guess, assumed. I think, like, I think it's, I don't want to say a dormant just because that's the word we were just using. Um, I think it's like a lesser stage of pneumonia where you can still operate Sure. You're, ju- you're just sick and you feel like oh, maybe a little more like bronchitis. Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know this for sure. So someone please write in. Um, but For any doctors for listening. For any doctors listening. Um, we might have nurses listening. Yeah. Who knows? We might have a doctor listening. Yeah, that would be great. Probably not, but though. Who knows? <laughs> um, but <coughs> because like, cause for a few years, I would get bronchitis like once a year. And I just figured, oh, it's bronchitis. I'll like take some NyQuil. For four nights in a row and I'll be fine. Right. But, yeah, that wasn't the case that time. Yeah, so um, yesterday I went to an audition. Yesterday was a Monday mm-hmm. when we were recording this. was a Monday. And I went to an audition to start my week off. And I was like, could feel that I wasn't up to the task. But I went anyway. And I did the audition. And then I went home. And I was like, this. I pushed myself too hard. I wasn't ready yet. I need to, like, rest. So I went back home, I laid down, and I was like, okay, I have like three and a half hours before I have to leave for work. So I went to like take a nap, and in the middle of my nap, my phone buzzes, and it's my boss telling me that they had a family emergency and they don't need me to come to work today. All right. So I was like, weird. Like, that was a weird, like, coincidence. And, like, it was mm-hmm. a sad one, but it was also just like, huh, interesting. I needed a sick day, and then I got one. <laughs> the universe provided. Yes. So this morning, I woke up. I was feeling a lot better, like, of sound mind and body. Because yesterday, I slept probably 15 hours plus the eight, eight hours overnight. Yes. I would sleep, like, two or three hours. I would wake up. I would watch Shark Tank. Of course. Shark Tank or SNL or something for a short time, and then I would fall back asleep. And it was like I had no appetite. I kept having to force myself to eat at regular eating times. But it was it was weird. I mean, for all I know, it could have been mono, but they told me I didn't have that. Right. I think these antibiotics are just making me a zombie. Probably. Probably. As antibiotics are wont to do. Probablement. Probablement. We, so, yeah. So, hopefully, by the time we have this episode, and you're going to hear a mini epi next week, and um, then we'll be back between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And yeah. hopefully, by that time, I will be fully rehabilitated. And we'll have some guests. Some guests, that's right. Returning we do have guests. Some guests. Returning guests. If you want to check that out, thisweeksthing.com. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm so tired. Would you like to now talk about the thing that happened this week? Okay, I will. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do it for us. Okay. The thing that happened this week. I joined on the clap. You did. Okay, so this past couple of weeks, the revelations about, I mean, they're not revelations to any woman anywhere about sexual assault and harassment in the workplace, have been coming to light more and more rapidly. And I was having a really weird interaction on Facebook where there was, there was a little bit of a scandal in our union about a 
a producer director coming into an audition and objectifying women in the holding room before the audition. Mm-hmm. And it was probably just a creepy old man being a creepy old man, but like we need to also like teach old dogs new tricks. So there was a big debate on Facebook amongst union members about what he could have meant. And we were like, look, it doesn't matter his intent. He made us feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's really the bottom line. And like any men that jump in a conversation that aren't there to support and they're there to play devil's advocate, like I will jump down your throat. Like I will end you. Like you have no place to talk here. Thank you. See, Ian's an ally. I am. Ian gets it. Ian would never do any of that, and he wouldn't support anyone who does. So it really surprises me when people who have the same background as someone dear to me like Ian, and I share, you know, many mutual Facebook friends with, is like, oh, he didn't mean that. Oh, you're getting your knickers in a twist. Why didn't you stand up and tell him to shut the fuck up? And I'm like, ah, because he was a potential employer. And, like, women have less job opportunities than you do anyway. So shut the fuck up, white man. Exactly. You hetero white sadist. So I was, like, really lit up about this, right? And it was, like, kind of hanging heavy over my head. And I had to go to work shortly thereafter. I got down into the subway, and when I went on the train, I live at the end of a of the three line, and so normally when I get on the train car, there's only one or two people, or normally it's empty. I get on, it's almost empty, and then right before the doors close, another guy gets on the train and sits directly across from me, and the rest of the car is completely uh-huh. empty. And he's on his phone. Yeah, Ian's cringing because he knows where, where this likely is going. So he's on his phone, and then he like stops texting, and he looks up at me, and this is a, one of my peers. This is like a 20-something black kid. And he looks up at me and kid, he's not a kid, he's a man. He looks up at me and then looks up and down the train car and realizes it's just the two of us and immediately picks up all his things and walks to the furthest end of the car possible and sits as far away from me as he can. Okay. Right. Okay. So unexpected twist, right? Yeah. Twist. So part of me immediately was like, do I smell? Like, am I ugly? Like, what is going on? And then I realized that this guy is a good guy. He's an ally and he wanted to make me feel comfortable. That's great though. Yeah. And like, he went, he like went all the way down the car, looked back at me and I like caught his eye and was like, what the fuck is going on? And then he sat down and kept texting. And like, maybe he wanted to spread out in the corner. Maybe I smelled bad, but the most likely answer is that like, not all men are pigs. And like, it was just a really nice reminder that like, no matter what's going on on the internet with like people arguing with one another, like face to face, there's like goodness. And I, it was just like a really nice reminder and he seemed really great. I love that. Yeah. That's a really beautiful story. And like, (laughs) thank God. Thank God for people like him. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, unfortunately, um, fortunately for us because of our bills, but unfortunately for the people who actually first gentrified this neighborhood, mm-hmm. people like us, regentrifiers, are coming in and, and ruining the fun. I mean, we're making this neighborhood wider and more expensive without mm-hmm. much regard for other people's history here. And... A lot of times on the train, there is a weird energy about being the only white person amongst 50, you know, black or Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. And I try to keep to myself because I know that I'm the reason this neighborhood is becoming unaffordable for them. Yeah. And in a circumstance like the one from my thing that happened this week, it was a nice reminder that like some people 
I don't know, they don't need to be accepting of us, but I think that they, like, understand that there's kindness in turn to, like, yeah. let me be here too. Mm-hmm. And I have no, what's nice about it is I have no stake or claim to this neighborhood or the history here, and they still are, like, welcoming us into their community. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I find that if you at least show, like, hey, like, I know, like, I know I'm different, but, like, I want to be here for the right reasons and I want to help, then, like, they're receptive and... The, yeah. the dialogue opens up and it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, and maybe honestly it had nothing to do with me or our different races or the political climate or the sexual climate or whatever, but what he did made me feel more comfortable and I really appreciated it. And that is that. It's delightful. 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 Non-sexual harassment exactly. is delightful. Right? Apply it, men. Apply it, please. I mean, honestly, we're all culprit to saying something taboo or to making someone else uncomfortable. But, like, any normal person would be like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I make it weird? I apologize. I didn't mean that. Mm-hmm. Like, we've all been there. But, I mean, some of these stories, like, the place that most of these, like, high-profile cases are taking it, I'm like, dude... That was a big no-no. Like, oh, yeah. there, there were, like, 15 stops along the way that right? you could have been like, should I be doing this? And the answer was clearly no. no. And you continued. Like... Like, don't. This past weekend, Tiffany Haddish hosted SNL. Yes. And I really... It was very succinct. She said, like, if your thing thing is out and all her clothes are on, you're doing it wrong. That's oh my, wrong. Yes. Just stop what you're doing. Exactly. Like, if she is fully clothed and you are even remotely not clothed on any part of your body except you're not your right. forearm you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong you're fired you're fired sad uh, <laughs> it is it is so sad so anyway that was my thing that happened this week a little brightness in the darkness yeah yeah it was cool it was cool it's great totes my goats totes my goats Ian, what happened to you this week? Oh, mine is, it was just a little event from my week. So, um, we just finished our first weekend of shows for In Love with the Arrow Collar Man. Um, yeah, and it Congrats. went. Congrats. It's playing it's, where? It's playing at Theater 80 St. Mark's. Great. Um, this really, really cool, uh, theater in the East Village. Like, it has so much history and like, it's I didn't, insane. I didn't realize that you were playing a homosexual character. Oh, Yeah. Like I don't. I think saw the I'll... promo photos, and Ian was caressing a man, and I was like, "Oh, huh." Yeah, it's like great. <laughs> it's like I don't know how to tell people without being without like without sounding like no. I I don't even know what the word is, but it's like now, like just to warn you, like it's about gay people. Well, you don't have to warn anybody, but it's yeah. just you, uh, the reason it surprised me is because like. You read extremely hetero to me, but oh, I also, thanks. I know you very, pre- thanks, come on, that's not a compliment, know. it's just what it is. It's just not what I'm used to, because. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, um, and I don't know, it was just, I'm sure that that's an interesting experience for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, My brother played gay one time. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so we get this email from um, the young gentleman, Rupert, who I've mentioned on the show before, who plays. Rupert. Who plays my brother, and. He organized all of us to get together after the show on Saturday and get some Indian Have an food. Orgy. Exactly. No, um, and get some Indian food. Yes. Essentially the same thing. Exactly. Um, and so we 
he had this idea. It was BYOB. We all have to stop for alcohol. And then we get to the place, and it's jam-packed. There's literally a line out the door. Rupert walks in. Because people love tikka masala. Exactly. Yeah. And on a a Saturday night. Um, Tikka masala on a Saturday night. The Ian Brodsky story. Yes. It's one of my many book titles. Um, (laughs) And so, like, and so we're there. We're hanging out. Rupert walks in, tries to, like, I guess schmooze the restaurant-like staff to, to, like, get us in sooner. And he's British, so he thinks that's going to work. Well, I mean, like, I don't know if that's exactly what he was doing, but he was going in there, and, like, the rest of us are just waiting outside, like, is he okay? Like, is he crying in a corner because he didn't expect how crowded this would be? Like, it's fine. Like, we can find another place to eat. And so, like, long story short, we do. Um, We go around the corner, another BYOB place, and then we still end up waiting 30 minutes in the cold. Which is, like, fine. It's okay. Like, this place is just so much quieter. Um... But finally, we get our table, and we just have, like, the best time, like, more or less blowing off steam, and we've spent, like, a month in rehearsal together, but, like, this is where, like, we clicked, and this is where everything bonded, because on our our side of the table, it was Rupert, um, Jack, who plays my partner in the show, Evelyn, who plays my sister and me, like, the four of us, and our stage manager, Sarah, like, sort of in this one corner of the table, and, like, of course, after a few drinks and, like, a lot of food... Like, we just get to talking about, like, this is my perspective, this is his perspective as someone from Britain, this is Jack's perspective as someone from Australia, this is Evelyn's perspective as someone who's Latina. Like, and that's where we all just sort of bonded and, like, really got to know each other. There was already talk of, like, where can we do this next? So it it immediately became, like this is how we're feeling about everything that's going on and, like, what like what else can we do with this? Because the director and playwright were there with us and, of course, they believe in the show. And, and they were like, well, like, we were thinking, like, is there a, a place we can do this in Seattle? A place in, like, uh, I forget where, like, San Francisco. And I was like, I'm available! And <laughs> it was just a really delightful time, especially because um, Rupert, being from London, is, like, a very, like, has a very high standard of Indian food, and he actually thought this was quite enjoyable, because Good. there's so much, yeah, because there's so much Indian food there, and... I guarantee like, you there are more Indian Americans than there are Indian Englishmen. You think so? Oh, yeah, 100%. Come okay. on, are you kidding me? I don't know. Um, but, Just the size of our nation. Well, we that's... have 326 million people. How many do you think are from India? I don't disagree with you, and, like, <laughs> the only reason I'm thinking about it now, not that I'm backtracking, but I'm thinking about it now, and because, like... Rupert, we were one part of the conversation was like, there are so few like Jews in England, sure, as a as opposed to Indian, Pakistani, like Muslim, English people, just as a ratio, just because of like the history of England's conquest and everything. So like India, like so it has more of a culture there, but they're probably like a like a physical amount more, if that makes sense. Like more. I'm like, sorry. Say that again. Like, because of England's history, like, there is a higher ratio of, like, uh, like Pakistani or Muslim to white than there might be in America, but, like, we probably have more physical people. Does that make sense? Okay. Indian and Muslim. Okay. Yeah, just be, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, because, yeah, because, like, I mean, nowadays, like, like, like people of Muslim faith in this, like, in this country, it's such, like... It's such a whole thing now, and in London, I'm not saying that it wasn't a thing, but, like, it's more, it's more part of their culture, because that's just the history. But then again, 
talking to them like you're saying of direct of direct immigration yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you very, thank you yeah. I just didn't know how to word it thank you um, because we have to separate this from a historical context. Exactly, they, yeah. D- their country is older than ours, but we're both very young compared to the country that these people are immigrating from. Correct, yeah. Yes, okay. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I didn't know how to, like, word it also because I'm thinking back to, like, three drinks in. Um, sure. The, that, to me, is, like, that was where the magic happened, is, like, getting to talk about, like, being from a different place with a different culture and having five of us there with just very different perspectives and just talking and, like, asking each other questions, like, prefacing it with... So when you said before that you all were expressing from from your particular background, you were talking about the Indian food? Um, because you if, made it sound like it was all about the show. You're talking about eating out in um, a separate culture. A whole different... Like, a whole slew of things. Like, it... Because... Part of it was okay. Part of it was definitely like in uh, like eating out in the Indian culture because in London, like there are so many like amazing, like very top notch Indian restaurants. Okay. And it, in Rupert's opinion, not so much here because like it just because of like that history with uh, trade and everything with India. Um, with the East India Trading Company. Exactly. Yes. Um, but like then that leads to different like different topics of perspective like I feel like Rupert's perspective particularly could be significantly skewed because of the size of his country possibly that yeah. all of their all immigrants living on the island of England are going to be concentrated to I mean England can fit inside New York State and Connecticut yeah. so I mean when you think about that like of course it's going to seem like it's more prolific in their in mm-hmm. their culture and society but I gotta, I gotta stand firm that if this comes up with Rupert again and you have a chance to talk about it, just like remind him how immigrants built our country. And oh, of his. course, of like, course, yes. I, and I didn't even think of that then. And yeah, like, it, it, I don't know. I don't know Rupert, and I'm sure he's very sweet. But it sounds like the direction he was coming from was like Indian food's amazing in England because we have more Indian people living there. It's like no, they just are living closer together. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, and then like talking about. For example, how Jewish people are much more concentrated here, and like that has a historical significance as well. I mean, there are um, my. I was with my friend Sam Schiffman the other night. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. And she was saying that um, statistically speaking, there are more Jews living in America than there are in Israel, but possibly more Jews living in Brooklyn than there are in Israel. Yes, which like because, that's crazy because. Where I grew up has one, like, maybe one of the top two largest populations of Jewish people outside of Israel. Sure. And that was in the suburbs. Like, that wasn't even Brooklyn. Right. Um, so... Like, when you think of the sheer numbers of that, that's what really gets me when people come yeah. to America and are like, oh, it's so different where I'm from. And I'm like, dude, we speak, in New York alone, 270 exactly. languages. And, like, like, that was part of the discussion. It's like... Yeah. And, like, we're all... We're, and that... I can only talk from my perspective being of being a New York Jewish child, like sure on this like on this, this coast. Horn this is horn not is not where, where you are. are. I don't know what they're honking at, but they're annoying the shit out of me. Yeah, um, and then like Evelyn is um, like she's first generation uh, Latin American from Miami, so okay. she has her perspective. And um, like Sarah, who's our stage manager, is also Jewish, but her father like lived in Israel for a while and. It I mean, was really, really cool. the only person that has, like, a homogenous view of this particular situation is the guy from Australia. Yeah. Like, Australia is 
probably in the world the most homogenized culture Mm -hmm. because they have essentially separated themselves from all indigenous peoples from Australia. This truck is also also not where you are. are. Gee, it's a lot of street noise. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like that, like that was very babbly and very much me trying to like explain like, well, here's what I heard. Can I parse it back to you? Please, please do because you probably have a way of making it sound eloquent. Okay. Uh, The reason I was confused was because I feel like your conversation flowed from the food to your project. And I feel like when you said it back, I didn't know that they, that they were both on the table of discussion. Yes. So you went in a group, both cast and, and production team, mm-hmm. to dinner. Yes. And the conversation started with a love of Indian food. And because you have immigrants or people visiting America in your cast, mm-hmm. they were talking about what Indian culture means back where they're from. Yes. And Indian food. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we were speaking about the Middle East at one point, but India is yeah. Asian. Um and so just like immigration patterns in that and yeah. that, those historical contexts. Exactly. Which then flowed into a separate conversation about bonding within your cast and when can this show go yes. elsewhere. Okay, okay. Yeah, because at one point, like, the conversation on our side of the table with the conversation on the other side of the table, merged. which was, yeah, merged. Okay, okay, um, fair. Because, you know, like, yeah. But that being said, it was a great bonding experience. It was. And it was the first time you could, like, really get to know one another. Yeah. And, like... Great. And, like, it's such a corny saying, but it's, like, my heart was so full after that because we all just... tummy. And my tummy. (laughs) Um, Because we just... Excuse me. Oh, my God. Because we just really Mm. enjoyed each other's company. Sure. Um, And, like, personally, like, going back to the culture conversation, I just love learning about other cultures and the way other people from other countries see different things. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and then being able to provide my perspective. Worth it. Like, sure. Above it all, I was like, I would not change a thing. Great. So, yeah, like that. Thank you for, thank you for like translating my story to like actual people. Sure. Well, I, I only get particular in those circumstances because I feel that oftentimes people confuse different nationalities with particular religions. Yes. And I, I just wanted to make sure that we were clarifying. Of course. Yeah. That. Thank you. And also that, like it, a lot of people align India with, um, cultures from like the fertile crescent. Yeah. And frankly, Iraq could not be further away from of India. Course. It's like us reaching over to Tokyo. It's that far away. Yeah. There could be an ocean between them. Um, And I think a lot of people forget that all those countries are technically Asian, Mm -hmm. but that India is a fully, like, Asian culture as opposed to the Middle East has influence from both Europe and Africa. I think it gets confusing, and I Mm -hmm. just, like, I wouldn't know a lot about it if I hadn't, like, dated someone who's Pakistani-American. Yeah. Um, I just... I always want to make sure that we're being clear. Of course, yeah. About that. And like and the conversation like for the record was also very clear about that as well. Sure, I'm sure um, it was. But thank you thank you for like thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. And I also just like as an American because I think I mean we are the greatest country in the world and like I'll fight others who say otherwise like I I love being an American. I'm Obviously, immigrants are the backbone of our culture, and I yeah. find it maybe mildly irritating when an English person or anyone from a culture that... Unfortunately, America was also built on taking things from other people, Yeah, but I see England particularly as a smaller country still somehow being haughty mm-hmm. about, oh, now you're welcome to come join us, but they're a very small island nation comparatively, 
And I feel like because that perspective is so close-knit because of the geographic constraints, they think that they're doing a lot better to welcome immigrants than they are Mm. because they have nowhere to go except this island, which is, like, geographically pretty small. Yeah. And then I look at our country, and it's like, yeah, they tend to live in cities because of, like, a liberal and accepting culture in those places, but it's also, like, they have the option to live in any terrain, any culture, any language Mm -hmm. that they want to. Question. Yeah. How far back, like, does your family go to, like, coming to this country? Do you know? Uh, I'm a DAR. Um, DAR? A daughter of the American Revolution. Okay. Uh, we are directly linked to Thomas Jefferson. Wow. Um, yeah. So my family has been in America, I guess we came in the late 1750s or 1760s. Wow. Um at least on one side of my family. Mm-hmm. We are super Irish, but, um, I, yeah, I mean, we've, we've been here since, since papers were drawn up. <laughs> yeah. And That's insane. I'm one of the only people I know that has no other race but white in their family, yeah. which like is nothing to be proud of, but it does make for a very, uh, linked family tree with a lot of people marrying within the same families mm-hmm. to keep the bloodlines clean Pure, or whatever yeah. the fuck they're talking about. So bullshit, that's, but that's fascinating. But yes, we're directly related to Thomas Jefferson. I think George Washington in another way, Wow. but Thomas Jefferson, like it, it's amazing to be related to Thomas Jefferson and not with one of his black mistresses. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like pretty incredible that my family is like that hardcore white. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's embarrassing a little bit just cause that's, I wish that I had more to bring to the table when people are talking about their background. I mean, that's fascinating. <laughs> I mean, that's fascinating to me though, because like I grew up with, <clears throat> excuse me, no worries. I grew up with a lot of people who were around the same generation of American as me. Like a lot of my peers growing up were, um, a lot of my Jewish peers growing up were like either second or third generation because sure. a lot of us came here from like Eastern European countries and like that Ellis Island time. Right. So like, I do know that we have, I don't think that they're direct in my grandparents lineage, but we do have Ellis Islanders because at mm. some point manship got changed from like O'Reilly really? or O'Toole. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, my understanding is that Manship was an occupational name that whoever came through Ellis Island and happened to be married at the right time got the name Manship because we worked for the Royal Navy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's my understanding. I mean, oh. at one point the Moors, which is my mother's like super Irish family, like generations back owned all of the Everglade land and Tampa. Really? And then the stock market crash happened. And as soon as like the turn of this past century... My understanding is that, like, we, at least that half of my family, lost everything in the stock market crash, including owning, like, all of Florida. Wow. Like, just all the land that became Tampa, essentially. Holy shit. Yeah. So, Fascinating. Yeah, which, I mean, when you show up early enough, I guess it's all yours for the I taking. I guess, yeah. It's like, um, <laughs> oh, anyone? Okay, dibs. <coughs> dibs on this marsh. Excuse me. But, yeah, no, we have a we have a dark history. Like, we definitely contributed to slave yeah. ownership and the trail of tears and a lot of people suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. You know that show that was looking into celebrities' like ancestry? Yeah. I can't yeah. remember what the title of it was. I, I forget. But, like, it's um, on the tip of my tongue. Did you know that, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? He was married to Jennifer Garner. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. 
refused to have portions of his episode aired because they found that his family owned slaves. I did hear about that. I was like, bro, come on. You're white and yeah. you're like, you're at least fifth generation American. Like, of course you own slaves. Yeah. Like, like it's we sh- all did. We're all responsible. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that like we directly did that. Our, the choices of our grand, like our great, great grandparents is not our own. Yeah. But we can be part of reparations. Exactly. Like, God, why would you be ashamed of that? Like, right? It's it, like you had nothing to do with that, and it really disappointed me. Honestly, I believe it. Like that's that sucks. Like, because people like me and people like my family need to be reminded that yes, that is a dark part of our history, but that we but can be part of it. we can be part of the solution. Exactly now. Yeah, yeah, it makes me crazy. For for like my last name, my cousin, who's not even like I'm from my dad's side of the family, so I forget how we like found this out, but. The Brodskys were the only family allowed to grow rice in Russia for a while. What? So we were like rice barons <laughs> in Russia. So you fixed the election. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm like, so that, so I don't know if or how many Brodskys are over there and if there's still a connection, A, to like my direct family or B, like a rice baron, like... Sure. Empire, but, like, that was fascinating to me. Like... Manships. There's only, like, 700-something of us, or, like, in the low 800s in America, mm. and maybe, like, I don't know, 100 back in England and yeah. Wales. Um, we do have, like, some Welsh in my family, from what I understand. But it's, like, really rare to run into a manship. Yeah. Like, my dad ran into a manship when he was working at the Pentagon, a kid who was in the Army, who had obviously everyone's last names are on their uniforms. So yeah. he was like, hey, I'm a manship too. And they're like, whoa, weird. <laughs> and he was from Alabama and he had red hair and like it totally lined up like he's our cousin. Um, <laughs> but then like one manship is, there's a manship family, like portion of our family in Louisiana that an entire school of LSU is named after. Really? Yeah, like manship school of business or journalism oh, wow. or something. Yeah, it's like full on. Yeah, it's a big thing. And, um, like, an artist by the name Manship created some of the building sculptures on 30 Rock. Oh, nice. And, like, another Manship plays for the Cleveland Indians. Like, so it's, like, nice that, like... <laughs> it's all good things. Yeah, like, Manships are, like, popping up everywhere. Like, we don't have any, like, murderer Manships right. that I know about, you know? Um, like, in Hitch, when he takes her to Ellis Island, and she, he finds out that Butcher wasn't a guy's nickname. It was, like, her great-great-uncle, <laughs> like, was a murderer. Oh, He's yeah. called, like, The Butcher. Yeah. <laughs> We really gets me. I grew up with two other Brodsky families in my town. What? That we were not related to. I might have talked about this on the show Tim. at one point. Was his name Tim? No. Who was the um, other Brodsky kid? Jared. Jared. That's right. I thought Jared, it was Tim. who had my same birthday, same last name. We had our bar mitzvahs together. No relation. Are you sure you guys weren't switched at the hospital? He- I mean, <laughs> as far as I know, my mom had one child, but he was adopted. So whoa, oh okay, yeah. So, so you really could have been switched. We to the really hospital. could have, but he, <laughs> but he. This um, is us. This is us. <laughs> um, he. <coughs> excuse me. Was my age, and then there was another Brodsky family with the daughter Karen. And, like, of course, like, in the town, like, not that we're a small town, but every so often you get, like, oh, you know Karen? I'm, like, only because I go to high school with her. Sure. Like, I don't know how many of us there are, like, in the country or in the world, but, yeah. like, we're apparently we're closer than we think. 
When I was at my fitting for the girl on the train, obviously every look they take a picture with your yeah. with your name on a whiteboard next to you, and then they send it to the wardrobe supervisor or the costume designer. And they were sending photos of me to the wardrobe supervisor, and then some wardrobe assistant's phone rings as I'm like packing up my stuff and filling out my SAG voucher and leaving. And she's like, "Hey, sorry, Claire, can you come back in here?" And she like hands me the phone. She's like, "This is our wardrobe supervisor." Mm. And I was like, "Well, okay." I like pick up the phone, and he's like, "Hey, your last name's Manship." And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "That's my wife's maiden name." And she thought that Ooh. everyone. She was like, did like a family tree like private investigation ancestry type thing and they told her that her entire family line was dead wow. that like there are no other manships and I was like what are you talking about there's 700 <laughs> of us and I was like and Holy probably shit. 150 of them are directly my cousin like oh my god yeah and he was like oh my god I can't wait to go home and tell her that like there are Aww. still manships living that's oh that's adorable I yeah. love that I know it like really got me I was like oh manships forever oh. these little ships these little I- manships I remember one time um, Jared got in trouble and got like suspension, like suspended. This is the story you've told on the show before. That's the story I've told. Yeah, what happened? Like, he, what happened? Well, he got suspended, and my parents got his suspension yeah. notice. And they're like, "What did he do? Accidentally kick a kid dancing in the hallways?" <laughs> and then they realized, "Oh, this is for Jared. Like, this is not my child." Uh, your parents were so worried about you being flamboyant. <laughs> no, like, well, I think they were more confused than anything because they were like. My son's not violent. He didn't attack a kid because it was flat out like, your son attacked a kid, so we're suspending him. Whoa, Jared's got to get it together. Yeah. I got sent Um, to the principal's office for singing. Oh, yeah? In the cafeteria, yeah. There's like one girl, Evelyn Allen. Hi, Evelyn Allen. Oh, hello, Evelyn. (laughs) That was like screaming, like when she laughed, she would like, ah, ha, ha, ah, like screaming or whatever. And um, Kelsey Stillian's mom was a lunch lady who came over and was like, Kelsey Stillian. Hello, Kelsey Stillian. <laughs> and Mrs. Stillian came over and was like, if I hear screaming from this table one more time. And then I was like singing the Phantom of the Opera. And she came over and she was like, I said no more screaming. And grabbed me by the wrist and walked me to the principal's office. Oh and I had God. to write, like, I had to do lines of like, I had to write like 500 times. Like, I will not sing during lunch. <laughs> oh my fucking God. The sendeth. The first tangent. first tangent. Isn't that funny? Oh my god, yeah, really that's... Gets me. Oh, wow. All right, quiz plug, time? Yeah, quiz time. You said plug time. Uh, I. Hey, it's like a Tuesday or morning. You gotta give the people it's still what Tuesday they morning. want. You're okay? right, you're they right. They need the quiz. They need the quiz. They need the quiz. Okay, Ian Brodsky. What are you obsessed with this week? Roller Coaster Tycoon, because I downloaded it on my iPad yesterday, and I need someone to tell me to stop. Your iPad? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a free version for iPad, which is like... Okay, I thought you said iPod, and I was like, oh, no, Ian, no. Ian. My iPad. <laughs> Do we need to have a talk? <laughs> no, from my iPad. I only learned recently that the word podcast is because this format was only available through Apple on an iPod. Yeah. The word podcast... Is for spoken an word on iPod. Yeah, I felt like a dummy when I heard that. I couldn't believe that. Okay, <laughs> great roller coaster. Kai, yep. Kaitoon. Kaitoon. Question number two: Would you rather live as Beyonce for a day or as Jay Z for a mm. day? Not gonna lie, I'm gonna go with Beyonce. Okay. Like, cause that's just uh, I just cause duh. Duh. Yeah. Great. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> Question number three. What are you watching slash listening to? 
lot of Comedy Central Daily Show, Nightly Show. John Oliver just finished uh, his season. I finished Life in Pieces this week. Um, and um, I've been listening to this one song. I talk about Tank and the Bangas a lot, but like, there's this one song that I've been listening to a whole lot called Oh Heart. And on the album, it's kind of like... Um, it's kind of a little more whimsical and like up-tempo, but when they do it live, it's a lot more like a ballad and kind of a torch song. Cool. And so it's just beautiful. Amazing. So those are the main things. Check them out. Check them out. Last person you texted that wasn't me. I'm thinking it probably was me. I mean, it definitely was, but I'm trying to remember who was before you. <laughs> it's because Ian's so obsessed with me. Exactly. Like what? Like who else would I? Um, Why are you so obsessed with me, boy? I gotta know. Um, For oh, me, it was my second, roommate. It doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, it was my roommate. It was, it was your roommate. Because I came home and I was just kind of like, I don't know if she's home. Are you home? Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, great. And question number five, our favorite of this week and every week, who you want to wish well, BB? I'm going to wish well, um, heads up, because I'm sort of about to name drop, um, my cousin Bob Balaban. Um your cousin Bob Balaban? Yeah. Why do so I know that name? Because he's an actor. He's Bob kind Balaban. of everywhere. Um, Bob Balaban. Yeah. What has he been in? Uh, like everything. Um, he is Lena Dunham's like. Uh, um, do you watch Girls? No. Oh, never mind. Then Purposefully you not. I think um, that show is full of shit. He uh, was a producer on. Like he played a producer on Seinfeld. Um, he's in all the, he is in, like, all the Christopher Guest movies. Okay. Um, like, short guy, bald, like, very round glasses. Huh. Um, and so he's married to my mom's cousin. Great. And, like, I only recently reconnected with that side of the family, like, in the past five years. And I found out this week that he was Linus Van Pelt in the original You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown oh. at Theater 80 St. Mark's. Amazing. And I found that out as the owner of the theater was making a speech before our show. So, and, like, we've talked on, like, Twitter and stuff and, like, through email, but he's, like, I just really look up to that side of my family because I know that that's where I get all of my creativity, so. Well, milk that nepotism. I know, right? <laughs> so, so I, yeah, so I, I just want to wish them well and I hope they know how much like I admire and respect them great didn't mean to be so down on girls I just think that it perpetuates a lot of negative millennial stereotypes I haven't watched one episode of girls and I'm like this is I've watched like two or three and I know enough I know enough I'm like I, yeah it's it's just not for me yeah um I just I feel like it's a highly negative show with a lot of really like gross sexual relationships that are like power induced to a man's uh, like yeah availability and comfort and frankly it perpetuates millennial stereotypes that I think are wrong. All right, like we don't want to get a job. That's honestly the storyline that Lena Dunham gave herself for the first like six episodes is that she doesn't want to get a job and her parents cut her off and she still refuses to apply for a job. Yeah, that pisses me off. It makes me angry. I don't like that. No. Um, your turn? My turn. Quiz time. What are you obsessed with this week? I am obsessed with taking time away from my phone. Yes. So last night, I purposefully decided that instead of finishing the day with TV like I always do, that I would finish the day reading a book and put my phone across the room from me. And only once did I break my like vow that I wouldn't touch it because there's something I read in the book that I wanted to tag the author in and just like Aww. quote the book back to her. 
But I had a really lovely time just disengaging and I'm going to try and at least do like one, I'm never going to be able to stick to this and I'm doing my best. Like before, when I get home from work, I'm going to try and disengage from technology for at least an hour. I don't know if it'll be like contiguous, but I'll do my best. That's amazing. I'm just going to try. Try it. It's so worth it. I'm going to try. Yeah. I love that. What book? Um, Lauren Graham's talking as fast as I can from Gilmore girls to oh, Gilmore wow. girls and everything in between. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, question number two. Yeah. Uh, would you rather live a day as Jay-Z or Beyonce? Jay-Z. Yeah. Okay. So he's richer. Okay. And, um, I would love to live a day as a man and have no one judge me for all of the horrible biases that they carry. And I would love to, um, feel safe without a bodyguard and I would love to know what it feels like to be a baller. Fuck yeah. <laughs> cool. How about watching slash listening? What's that about? I'm still watching Sex in the City in order, mm-hmm. chronologically. It's a slow, it's a slow burn, but it's a it's a good story. Um, Carrie is very selfish. That's really all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, I also started watching some holiday-themed things, and I mm. watched um, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Aww. Jim Carrey may be crazy now, but he was a genius then. Right. Yeah, he's a genius. Um, and it's also nice to see Taylor Momsen in oh, that movie, yeah. because she grew up to be really dark and scary on Me. Gossip Girl. Oh, yeah. And just in her music career. And there's just incredible people in that movie. Christine Baranski, Molly Shannon, Jeffrey yes. Tambor. It's just a genius cast. Right? Really wonderful cast. And um, I feel like there was something else. Oh, I just rediscovered, this is crazy, The Social Network. So I went to HBO. They didn't have it. I went to Hulu. They didn't have it. Netflix didn't have it. No one had it. And then I look to my right, and lo and behold, I have a full shelf of DVDs that never get used anymore. And mm. what do I have? The, the Social, Social Network. Network. So I watched a DVD this week. I love it. It was great. And I started on um, the Batman Lego movie, Lego Batman. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to finish it. I'll try to finish it. Because right. I really like the Lego movie. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't say anything listening to. I'm finally re-picking up Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris's podcast, Unqualified. It's just been hard to listen to recently because of her divorce. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It has a it has an aura about it now that's a little sad. But okay. um, Adam Scott's on this week. That, yeah. And I'm listening to that and it's going pretty well. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, last person you texted, aside from me, no cheating. It was either my best friend Julie with a hey, what's up? Or my mom with a love you. So either Aww. way, it was positive. Oh yay. Yeah. Um, and on that note, who would you like to wish well this week? I would like to wish well my uncle Daniel. He's my favorite uncle. We're super tight. I would consider him like a second dad to me. Um, he doesn't have any kids and he really like, I don't know, has just cared for me in a way that he probably would have if he had his own kids. And my aunt Belinda died, uh, a few years back. And so he's been kind of solo and he retired recently and has been kind of traveling the world by himself. And I just wow. kind of imagine that maybe he's been a little lonely. I don't know. And then we were texting the other day and he told me that his and my Aunt Belinda's cat, Winston, is like on his last leg. Aww. And I don't know. It just made me a little sad. It just made me think about like how we take for granted widows and widowers um, and how like that life is extra lonely, especially when someone dies young. Yeah. And so maybe I'm going to try and like go visit him or I don't know what, because I'll see him soon enough at my brother's wedding. 
but I really love him and I appreciate everything he's done for me and all the things he's taught me and all the jokes he's told me and I really hope he's not like I don't know too lonely that's beautiful yeah love you Uncle Daniel shout out Uncle Daniel Daniel Derby. One time he convinced me, his middle name is Earl, and he convinced me that that, that his middle name is Earl because he was actually an Earl somewhere, <laughs> and I was like for years convinced that he was actually royalty. I was like, sure, why not? He seems important. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay, so Ian, where can people find you? You can find me at iBroski on Instagram and Twitter, and Brodsky Ian on Facebook. Brodsky Ian on Facebook. I sure. stumbled over my own last name there. Words, words. Words, words, words. What about you, Claire? I'm at Womanship on Twitter and Snapchat, ClaireManship.com, and slash Julia Claire Manship on the Book of the Face. You can find the show at thisweeksthing.com, thisweeksthing at gmail.com. Our handle. Oh, oh, yeah. Hashtag this week's thing, and our handle is uh, at this week's thing on all the important social media platforms. Totes and goats. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump on you. That's okay. Handle, I like to make sure that we say handle only because sometimes I catch myself saying we're at this week's thing, and I forget mm. that you have to say at at this week's thing because you could just be saying the phrase. Yeah. And then maybe they couldn't find us. But probably because they're social media savvy. Yeah. They listen to podcasts. So we they trust you. Know. We yeah, trust we you trust listeners. you, except I don't. That's why I speak. <laughs> <laughs> except not at all. Except not at all. Claire's just a little ninny. Okay, well, on that note, I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And that, and that was, was the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. Bye. Goodbye.